Welcome to The Connection. A podcast to connect you to the parish of Yates and Froomside Benefits. My name is Howell. And I'm Justin. We are your hosts sharing with you the connection between faith and everyday living. We're going to look at the film Up. That's right, because it's November and everything is dying outside. It's all looking very miserable in <laughs> it's November. It's very bleak in November, isn't it? It's just, you, you're <laughs> driving in in the morning and it's just wet. It's wet and all the trees are losing their leaves. I've lost them. And it's getting cold and your feet are getting miserable and it's getting dark. <laughs> so we thought, you... up would cheer you up. <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. That is it. That is it. And the church has always used November as a time to reflect upon this idea of loss and darkness. Yeah. Uh, and it's the time where we think about remembrance. Yes. Uh, and also as well remembering our loved ones, which is why we're thinking about Up. Yeah. Uh, because it's a, a, a film all about loss, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, when people are a little bit unclued up on what Disney films are, most people say, Up, isn't that the one with the balloons? And you would say, yes, that's right. But actually, if you've watched it, and hopefully you have, you've got a bit of an understanding that it is more, of, it's more than just a film about balloons and a house. It actually has got quite a lot of many different storylines entwined with each other. Yeah, it's it's the I'll, I'll admit this, and it's a bit embarrassing. It's one of the very few films. I think it's just one or two films that ever touched me emotionally. I okay. got it. I was like, oh, getting a bit soppy on that. <laughs> oh. But that's only two of them. Okay, oh, I think the other one was Terminator Two. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but it's a really deeply charged film, isn't it? Really? Yeah. So it kicks off with the idea that we start. We start looking into into the couple's life, which starts off as a childhood romance or just friendship. Yeah, they're just two kids, and they both are really interested in adventures. You know, they want to go on on an adventure, and they love this explorer yeah. who's been to Paradise Falls, and that's their mission in life: is to go together yeah. to Paradise Falls, isn't it? It's really quite sweet that. And then we kind of fast forward their journey. They see they spend their all kind of their entire life together, saving up to go to Paradise Falls. Uh, they buy a house. Uh, they have a, a plan to create a family, which is then starts to then get a bit sad because we then I think we learn that they can't have children uh, and then they have to spend their money that they keep saving but eventually the tickets are purchased to go to Paradise Falls um, and then it's another sad scene where uh, sickness becomes a problem uh, and then and shortly dies and it's all very sad but uh, Ellie uh, Ellie. Mr. Fredrickson's Mm. wife dies yes and it just at the moment when eventually they were going to get to Paradise Falls. Yeah. And that sends Mr. Fredrickson into a kind of 
spiral of despair and depression, doesn't it? Really. Yeah, and, and that's and then that's the character, isn't it? The grumpy old man in Up. I mean, we can see why he's got to that point. He is a sad man, and he's he's just very sad with his loss. And you know, we we can put it into context because we get to hear about his life story uh, up to that point. And so he he's now living in the house that he purchased with his wife Ellie, uh, and it, and is deeply sad with his loss. And around him, the builders are moving in and they're trying to move him out and he won't move. He's stuck in the house <laughs> yes. and he will not move and he spends all his time shouting at the builders, yeah. being grumpy with them. And then this character comes along who's a... a what's he called? It's a, a Russell, isn't it? Russell the, the Boy Scout, isn't it? Wil- wilderness Explorer. <laughs> wilderness oh, Explorer. So he wants to get a badge, doesn't he, yes. by helping him. Yes. So he kind of picks on Mr. Fredrickson as the... As the as, as his as his candidate, he's going to go and 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 do something for him. Bob a job. Bob a job. Yeah, <laughs> remember those days. But very driven by adventure, which I guess you know, even if he took two seconds to listen to him, Ellie was all about adventure, and suddenly he was at the door wanting to create more adventure and 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 living in the outback and camping and all of that. So he was absolutely driven on trying to be as helpful as possible. Yeah, so what happens then is the house gets filled with balloons. Yes. Uh, and floats off, and they decide to go to um, Paradise Falls. It's one way to get there, isn't it? It is. It's yeah. a really inventive way. He gets to keep the house, <laughs> and he enjoys right. it. He's floating away with a, with a hot air balloon, uh, with many different balloons, in fact, um, to get to Paradise Falls. And Russell, the uh, wilderness explorer then, uh, stows away, doesn't he? Yeah, one of our favourite scenes, isn't it, that he looks out the door to appreciate the view and finds him standing on the porch, (laughs) looking rather scared. (laughs) But he stows his feet in the air. Yes. That's the thing is that um, as you as you move through, is that this their friendship in this film, which really sort of comes across, and it's a a friendship that uh, Mr. Fredrickson, the grumpy old man, really doesn't want to have. He doesn't want to have friends. He no. just wants to be on his own in yes. the house, being grumpy. Yes, absolutely. You see that a lot, don't you? He's the. I think we can all relate to maybe that grumpy old man, and maybe we've all been like that as as listeners listening to this podcast. That maybe we've been a bit too grumpy, but. There are characters in our community that kind of fits that bill. That no matter how much, as a Christian or even just a neighbour, you try and <laughs> show some grace and try and step through and, and help them, they 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 consistently are quite grumpy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we've all come across that. Maybe someone's dad, like in a, you know, yeah. will be a grumpy dad's one day, won't we? <laughs> we, will, we will fit the archetype, doesn't it? Yes. So the film kind of continues through that journey, really, where. They have an adventure, don't they? Let's be honest. They meet up with uh, this character. I can't remember his name, but uh, somebody that they admired as a hero. Uh, and they have a bit of an adventure. There's talking dogs involved. I mean, the story gets more and more crazy. But, but the overarching element is that there's this old man and this young lad who are thrown into this adventure where I think after a while he, he starts to really appreciate the lad. Yeah, bit by bit, um, you know, Mr. Fredrickson, love him, yeah. comes out of out of himself mm. 
and gradually he becomes and he physically changes. He throws away his stick. He doesn't need his stick with the, the tennis balls on anymore. Oh, yes. And he gradually, the joy that enters his life makes him uh, physically, and this is the magic of the animation, he physically looks different, doesn't he, as well? He does, yeah. His posture, his demeanour, his confidence. I mean, he, you know, we start on the film, he's just rattling around this old dusty house. And by the end of the film, he's thrown himself in like an athlete at some of these adventures that he's throwing in himself into. I mean, he was... Uh, remarkable. I mean, I wish I could do that in his age, you know. Uh, I know he's a cartoon, but... Well, yeah. But I think that's the thing, is that he, he, the change that comes mm. uh, is from this persistence, really, of the uh, wilderness explorer to cajole him, really, into coming out of that grumpy phase, out of himself, yes, and rediscovering... And the joy of life, really, isn't it? That's the thing. And that's an important thing, isn't it, for us to recognise that sometimes we, we follow a journey, be it to Paradise Falls, and, and sometimes we've, we've got two routes. We can either follow the route being quite grumpy or, or follow the route with, with as much joy as we can soak up. So with that in mind, how does that story even fit into the Bible? Where can we find some context that kind of really, really supports that kind of methodology, that thought process that we've got with this story? Well, I think the obvious one really is with um, the book of Exodus. Okay. Is in the book of Exodus, we have the Israelites who are in slavery in Egypt. And what happens is uh, they're freed by uh, Moses and the 10 plagues that they put on to uh, Pharaoh and they escape Pharaoh into the wilderness. And okay. usually the films and stuff kind of stop there, like Prince of Egypt and the Ten Commandments. So like, okay, they're in the wilderness, that's fine. Uh, here's the Ten Commandments that God's given you. Brilliant, that's the end. But really, that's just the kind of opening bit, really, of the, of the whole Exodus story. Because even though God has freed them from slavery, yeah. all the way through the rest of the book, all they want to do is not go forward towards the promised land. They all want to go back to Egypt okay. to live in slavery again. Okay, okay. So if we think about, uh, there's a famous story when uh, Moses goes up the mountain to get the Ten Commandments, and when he comes back down, the people of Israel are worshipping a golden calf. Right. Okay. Now you're thinking, well, why is that a problem? That's a bit weird. But the golden calf is an Egyptian god. Okay. So the reason that they were doing that is they wanted to go back to being slaves. Okay, okay. They wanted to go back into that. And I think in Up, we have this tension all the time that uh, Mr. Fredrickson spent so long locked within himself yes. in, uh, in his despair because of the pain of the loss of his wife yeah. and the disappointment he didn't go to Paradise Falls. Yeah that it becomes almost like a kind of comfortable place, really. Yeah, that's the danger, isn't it, I think, when you are locked into that emotion or just a way of life to to make that change, to step out of your comfort zone, sometimes is the single most scariest thing to do. And I think here we are where grumpiness was so easy for him that it, it basically consumed his life. I mean, at one point, I think there was a, there was a point where 
he got so cross and so angry because a the house was still under threat from the builders that uh, there was a, a to do with the um, the letterbox or the, the thing they have in America is that kind of the, the box they have there and I think he, he he thrashed out and I think that was one of those realizations that he got so grumpy that he was even he couldn't recognize himself yeah that's right it just becomes uh, who, who he is and mm. I think what we see in the book of Exodus as well is the persistence of God. Yes. And that's a bit like with Russell, mm. that he's very persistent. Yes. And that's just like God in the book of Exodus, yeah. is that despite all the mistakes that the people of Israel make, uh, worshipping the golden calf, kicking off against God, saying he's rubbish, asking continually to go back to Egypt, um, God doesn't give up on them. He continually, through uh, his own his grace and his calling, yes. asks them and, and cajoles them, really, to go to the promised land. Amazing how you can find that in a film about a balloon in a house <laughs> floating. But it's important to recognise that, that, that those behaviours can easily be changed by that persistence of something else. And I think calling to church and, and, and stepping out of your comfort zone and coming along to church or just engaging with a community event that's over that's that's run by the church sometimes can be the first of of many small steps to maybe change the way that you live your life yeah and, and if that is moving from being grumpy to being joyful then that's great but but it's it might not even have to be as as monumental as that it may be just a a changing your rhythm of life so you start to do other things yeah i think it's to do with the idea that God is not a one chance sort of guy. Mm. You know, he he isn't the person who, who calls you once and then thinks, okay, fine, that's it. You've made your choice. You've had it. God is like uh, the wilderness explorer, scouting this, who continually, even though he's rejected time and time and time again, yes, by Mister Fredrickson, sometimes with violence, <laughs> um, he continually calls, and I think that's. You know, not just in the book of Exodus, that's all the way through the Bible where, mm. you know, with uh, St. Peter where he denies Jesus and then after Jesus resurrected, um, Jesus still calls Peter, even though he's betrayed him, even though he's let him down. And there's that persistence really and faithfulness of God wanting us to be different people really, be the be the people we were created to be. Yes, and and having that realisation that you've always been given permission to be that person, haven't you? You know, you don't. sometimes we make decisions that make us follow a, a wrong route, but actually, you know, our, our Lord, our, our God is, is always there to direct us when we want it. And I think that was one of the good things in the film, I think, is when roles started reversing, where mm. actually sometimes, you know, here, here is this uh, wilderness scout. He was at times feeling a little bit sad himself and actually... The, the role slightly reversed a little bit there, which was great to see. Yeah, it's a double um, double relationship, isn't it? And I think that's that that allowed him to have that moment where he realised that actually, he the adventure that he's been so seekingly to try to achieve at Paradise Falls, he has already been living it. Oh, this is a bit that made me. So I'm going to say made me cry, but touched me emotionally. Right? Yeah. Is right at the end because he's got that adventure book. That yes. him and Ellie have put together, which is all their dreams yes. of what they would do. And he felt as though he'd let his wife down mm. by not being able to take her to Paradise Falls. Yes. But when he actually looked at the adventure book, he'd only saw the first few pages. And then he turns the page 
and he realises that as far as Ellie's wife was concerned, their life together was that great adventure. Yes. And that was just like, oh, because it shows that we only value things uh, of true value when when they've gone. We we yeah. we always take stuff for granted, don't we? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, we live our life sometimes with blinkers on, uh, not really seeing the good things that we are living every day. We're always driven to try and achieve the end result when actually the journey to the end result is predominantly the journey that you should be celebrating. Uh, and I think you know appreciating every day and every moment of our life is is something to remind us all that that's essential. Yeah, and that takes us to what we were thinking about in November, really, about this sense of loss. We do uh, we did All Souls a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Uh, where we invite people who've lost someone this year to uh, come back and to give thanks for that person's life. Yes. And to light the candle for that person. And really, I, I often use up uh, for people who are suffering bereavement to say, look, you know, this bereavement is a journey that you you kind of have to go on you yeah. can't dodge it you know uh but in going through that journey there there is um healing and redemption at the end you know it, yeah it um your life can get better even though uh you're in despair at the moment really yeah, yeah. and what we find often and this is something we can learn from those who have lost and through our own sense of loss as well is when somebody goes, the thing that you miss is not the big things. Mm. It's not the uh, the holiday to Disneyland or the the big moments or any of that. It's yes. always the little things, yeah. the day to day things. So, yeah. what up shows really clearly is that joy is found in the every day, not in the big events. Yeah. Uh, and especially with those around us is we get so used to things and we don't be we're not thankful enough for um, those around us and and things around us Mm. that you know we can go through life without realising that we're on the adventure if that makes sense. No, no, it does. Yeah. It does. It's a good, a good way of reflecting on life and a good way of, of looking at And November is about that, isn't it? It's looking for the light in the darkness that is, because it is very dark out there now. It's a little bit too early for Christmas lights in people's houses, and, and it is dark. And I think it's quite nice for us here at The Connection is to look at, look at some of that darkness that eats into our lives and, and try and find some of the lightness, which is celebrating and being thankful of the things that we experience every day and, and like you said the, the things that we miss sometimes yeah and i suppose it's a bit like um as an example for bereavement really is um i my my, my lad was um putting christmas songs on his phone ready for december the other day and i told him you're not allowed to put play christmas songs yet because it's still november <laughs> right he's like no i'm not i'm putting my phone but he sneakily put on uh, Slade, uh, I wish it could be Christmas every day. And I said, don't play that one now. Don't play it. And he said, why is that? And uh, I said, that's the song that uh, made made us cry the other year. And she was like, and he was like, why, why? And the reason that it made us cry, the Slade song, uh, quite a few years ago now, is my uncle died quite young. Mm. And he was a bit of a, 
well, to describe him now, eccentric, put it that way. Okay. He's what's known in Aberdeen as an edder. Okay. Right? Yeah, an he's edder. a bit mental, really. <laughs> and uh, his Christmas party piece was, when that song came on, he used to jump on the tables and have a big dance. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> and... Um, and we used to go and watch the rugby with him and, okay. and all of that. Okay, and fond memories. Yeah, yeah, it was good. But what happened was, is over the years, I'm now able to uh, look back with a smile yes. of thanksgiving okay. rather than that sense of loss. Yeah, so okay. just like in Op, yes. uh, is to way at the end he looks through his life, realising it's an adventure and he's yeah. able to that adventure to bring him joy yes well at the beginning of the film it's just despair yeah and i think the answer with it is to is that sense of thankfulness for those we've loved and lost is the best way i think to um to get that perspective and and to receive the healing mm. at the end you know on the journey of bereavement like so I, I think it's it's a fantastic film to watch. Yeah, it is. You know. So many things to take from it. So guys, go out there. If you've not watched it, then it's guaranteed to be around Christmas time as a rerun. But either way, get yourself uh, in front of the telly with your family at this difficult, dark time uh, and uh, put on up and it's guaranteed to make you smile and appreciate some of the finer things in life. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. And don't forget, you can get in contact with us on Facebook and on Twitter. And we'll also find us on Instagram. Oh, yes, Instagram, yes. And on our website, which is yateparish.org. And don't forget, this is an interactive show, so we really value your comments. So put your comments on SoundCloud or any other platform that you're listening to, and we'll get back to you. <laughs>